right, it's hard to believe we're already coming to the end of Paul's letter to the Philippians. We're, we're in chapter 4 today, the final chapter. Well, up to this point, Paul has given them not only a great deal of doctrine and truth, but a great deal of exhortation to go with it, exhortation to live lives consistent with what we believe. Now, in this final chapter, Paul gives some final encouragements uh, and thanks them for their help in his missionary journey. So let's, uh, let's see two things from this final chapter. Um, the first thing is this. I, I think he mentions uh, two weapons to fight against worry and anxiety. Two weapons to fight worry and anxiety. One of the most, most well-loved and oft-quoted verses with regard to worry and anxiety in the New Testament is Philippians 4, 6. Um, which which says, do not be anxious about anything, but in prayer, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. That verse gets quoted often. What we often don't realize is that verse 5 is meant to go along with it. And when you put verse 5 and 6 together, well, by, by the way, uh, verse 5 says, let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. When you put those two verses together, you have not only one, but two weapons at your disposal to use in the fight against worry and anxiety. There are no doubt many more weapons to use in this fight that engages all of us, but this chapter presents two very good ones. Starting with the, the more well-known of the two verses, Paul says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, let your thanksgiving, and with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So the first weapon at our disposal is prayer. The command is, don't worry, pray. When worry creeps in, don't let it consume you. On the contrary, every time you're tempted to worry about anything, the command from God is, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to him. Now, is that saying that God doesn't know our request before we ask him? We have to make it known to him? No. The clear testimony of the Bible is that he knows very well what we will ask even before we ask him. We see that in Psalm 139, verse 4. God simply desires that we acknowledge to him by prayer our complete trust that he is able to provide for us in any and every circumstance. Worry is actively believing that God is not able to do this. Worry is, eh, worry is not just a lack of faith. It is an active faith in, in, in a wrong truth, uh, which is contradiction in terms, and a falsehood. <laughs> There's no wrong truth. That's a, that's a falsehood. Um, worry is believing that you are the only one who is able to do anything about your situation, and you are powerless to change anything. Therefore, you worry. Prayer reminds us that we're not the only one who is able to do anything about it, and that there is an infinitely powerful and good God commanding that we pray and consciously and trustingly involve him in our fears. God is not only powerful, but good. And thus Paul can say that even when we're worried, we can pray with thanksgiving because we know however God answers it, it's going to be for our good. So prayer is one weapon and a major weapon. But Paul lists here another weapon with which to fight against worry and anxiety when he says in verse 5, the Lord is at hand. The second weapon we can fight against worry and anxiety is the truth and the reality that Jesus has promised to return again. This helps us to fight in a couple of ways. First, Paul says this, this event is at hand. We don't know when the Lord is coming back. Even Jesus said in Matthew 24, 36, he didn't know when that time will be. But the emphasis over and over again is that it will happen suddenly. 
at a time when no one expects it. So what good will it do you, say, to worry about something today if the Lord in his sovereign timing should come back tomorrow? But even if the Lord doesn't come back tomorrow, the testimony of Scripture is that even if we live a long life on this earth, compared to eternity, it's like a mist and a vapor that lasts just a little while, James 4.14. The older we all get, we all wonder where the time went. Our own experience teaches us uh, that the Bible is true when it says that. So the Lord is at hand, and that's a great reminder not to waste our precious time on this earth worrying about things that will not matter for eternity. God has given us good weapons to fight with. Remember what Paul said in Ephesians 6, 17, that the sword of the Spirit is the word of God. And here his word has shown us how to put away worry and anxiety when it creeps up into our hearts. Is it easy? No. Is it possible? Absolutely, yes. And the second thing, I'll just say it at the, as we wrap this, this letter up, uh, is you cannot outgive God. Another very well-known verse uh, in this chapter is found near the very end of the letter. In, in that verse, in verse 19, Paul says, And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. We often read that and take it as a blanket promise of blessing in any and every situation. And in a sense, God has promised to bless forever and always those who are his by faith in Christ. However, verse 19 is a specific promise in a specific con context. Paul is thanking the Philippians for contributing financially to him and his companions in their missionary journeys, verses 14 and 15. And as a word of encouragement for their financial gift, he gives them the sure promise that God will likewise richly provide for them. God rewards generosity. Does he reward generosity with a guarantee of immense wealth no we're not health and wealth preachers here uh, and neither is the bible the promise is that he will supply all our needs this is a true word you cannot outgive god be generous and just watch the lord be faithful to you those are just a few thoughts from philippians chapter 4 and so tomorrow it's on to colossians <laughs>